Live Fitter and Longer with The Fitness Show. Hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert and very noisy race announcer from fitness.com and welcome to the fitness show. Today's episode is inspired by my very last episode, which um, was an interview with Mike Sternfels, who had recently, well, within the past few years, lost almost 400 pounds. And his story, although extraordinary, is quite common for people in the same boat. And it triggered just a few conversation pieces that I would like to have with you because I think um, they could be game changers for either you or someone you love and care about. So we're definitely, we're going to talk about that. How to support your overweight friends, family members, people you care about. It's going to require a little bit of confidence, a little bit of bravery because it's a touchy subject, but it's an important subject and obesity is lethal just as cancer is, just as heart disease. In fact, obesity is a precursor is quite often a cause to or for things like cancer and heart disease and diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's certainly not the issue we want to turn our back on and pretend it doesn't exist because it does. And if you're ignoring your own issues with obesity or someone you love, well, shame on you. Shame on you. And <laughs> some of you are probably sitting there and going, damn, Fitz. Well, uh, that's just how I roll. I, I care about you. And so being honest and forthright is my obligation as an actual fitness expert. Um, but I also just care about you. I'm a person and, and obesity is not okay. And I don't care what you look like. It has nothing to do with that. It's about the quality of your life and the length of the life, length of your life. And if I have to piss off a few people on the road to helping you live better and longer, I'm okay with that. So um, a couple things before I get deep into that discussion is, uh, so many people are like, fitness is or fits. That's my name, right? Not fitness. Fits, it's hard to eat healthy on the go. The reason I can't lose weight is because I travel a lot. Well, yeah, I'm on, I'm the airplane girl. I'm, I'm the platinum medallion member. I fly all the time and I, I, I rarely sacrifice quality when it comes to the things I put in my mouth. So I just wanted to share with you the things that I put in my mouth. Um, so right now, Dole, I've fallen in love with these Dole fridge bags. I do not work for or with Dole. Uh, but there are these kind of sizey refrigerator packs. I like peaches, there's pineapples, there's mixed fruit and mandarins, but they're delicious. And I actually put them in the fridge and they're big chunks of fruit in there, but I eat them with a fork. I wake up and I eat them in the morning with a energy or protein bar. I have them as a snack. Sometimes I eat them before I go to bed, but I love them and I throw them in my backpack. So I have disposable forks and this stuff and, and I go with it. And that's actually how I stay lean. The other thing is I've got this mind-boggling food item you might not recognize, but this one's called an apple. Yeah, it's an apple. So it doesn't actually have any packaging. It's very cheap to buy. Uh, I don't have to cut it, cook it, any of those things. I just jam it in my mouth and there you go. But apple, right? And I do. I also throw this in my backpack. 
And then the last thing I was gonna show you was a tangerine, but I got hungry and I ate it. I forgot that I was gonna show it to you. So tangerine, uh, but you get the gist, right? It's not okay to make excuses when it comes to your health. And if you had an infant, you would never, ever, ever leave home without being prepared with nutrition for that infant. You would have the formula, you would have uh, baby food, you would have your breast, whatever it is, you would never leave home with an infant because the second they started freaking out, if you didn't have food, you would also freak out. And, and so grownups are also big babies when it comes to our issues with hunger. The second we get hunger, hungry, we go, oh my God, I need to eat right now, even if the only thing is fried, deep fried food that's covered in sugar, I have to eat that. Um, the reality is, is we could actually go and with the feeling of hunger for quite a bit and um, still be okay until we got to the healthy item. But you can prevent that altogether by just being prepared. So you bring your, your fruit cup, you bring your apple. Again, box of raisins, they last forever. Some uh, shelled nuts. I always keep shelled pistachios in the armrest of my Wrangler. Just lift it up and I eat a few. I have a little bag in there for the shells. And anyways, that's one of the ways I do it. That's how I stay lean and fit. Um, the other thing I want to tell you about is my Boston Marathon training, which is coming great. As so many of you know, as I started this journey when I was invited to run it in late May, I never run a marathon before. In fact, I really hadn't run in about three years. My hip and knee injuries from kickboxing had made running half marathons so painful that I just kind of gave it up for about a year. And then I got diagnosed with breast cancer and chemo knocked me out of running fun for a while. And so I've spent the last year since chemo um, doing almost nothing but strength training. Strength training, strength training, strength training. And I'm actually going to share a link because this is basically exactly what I do um, when I strength train. I also use a leg press machine. There's a, a hamstring curl. But other than that, it's exactly this program. And so I used to be in a hell of a lot of pain with every step I took when running. And because of my year working on nothing else other than gaining my some weight back and putting on muscle, I have not had any pain at all while training for my marathon, which I'm super excited about. It's a, it's a huge victory to me because I really thought I might be in for a lot of misery. But who knew strength training, doing strength training for runners program actually works. And so... Started out in late May, walking 10 miles just to see if I could do it. I could, bumped it up two weeks later to 12 miles. I bring it back, so I move my distance forward two miles, and then I bring it back. So it was 12 miles, and I think seven. And then I went up to half a marathon. Next week, I did 10 miles. And then I did 14 miles, and then I think I brought it back to 10 again. And then just two days ago, I ran 14 miles, which is, whoa. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I, that's a lie. I ran 16. Okay, where's my head? I ran 16 miles the other day and nothing hurt. Was I tired? Yes, but I didn't have any aches and pains. My hip didn't hurt, my knees didn't hurt, bottom of my feet got a little bit sore, but um, magically, all that strength training has paid off. And so I'm running no more than three days a week in pre preparation for the Boston Marathon. I am stretching vigorously and aggressively every single day when I wake up, when I go to sleep. I actually sometimes just go to the gym and just stretch. I do mobility, sometimes it's active motion, lots of reaching, I hang from the bars, I, I use the ropes to pull on my legs, I do all sorts of stretching, but that is vital to keeping me 
pain-free. I swim at least one day a week and I'm strength training at least two days a week, depending on how sore I am post my long run. But if you have a well-rounded training plan, you should only get better, right? You should only get better and have very few setbacks. In fact, the other um, secret ingredient to my success so far has been, I see physical therapists every week and that's again for a variety of issues. It's old hip and knee injuries and plus some um, nonsense from my breast cancer surgery. And then I, I get a massage after my long runs and my massage therapist, Alex is a beast. He's aggressive and he, 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 a, he's amazing with draping. So I'm there naked and he covers me, but he's whipping my legs around, my legs doing all sorts of crazy positions I didn't think he could go in, um, but it's super helpful. So I hope if you are training for anything, whether it's a bike race or a running event or uh, soccer, adult soccer, I hope you cross train. If you are one of those people who does, a runners who only run, you will pay the price. You will pay the price with misery pain, probably injury. Um, but if you cross train, if you focus on strength, flexibility, balance training, you will probably only make progress And that. That's pretty special. So I feel really good. I've hit 16 miles so far this week coming. I'm going to pull back again. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do eight or 10. And then the next week it's 18 miles. So I'm a little, uh, I don't know, creeped out by it, but I'm also excited. Creepy is running creepy. I don't know if it's creepy, but makes me happy. <laughs> I'm making progress. All right. So encourage you to use the comment section wherever you are as we move forward. If you have anything to add to the conversation, if you have any questions, um, bring them, bring them. So, so the bulk of this episode is uh, supporting our overweight friends, family members, and people we care about. So the other day when I was talking to Mike Sternfeld, um, here's Katie. Oh, Katie's a great weight loss success story too. Hi, Katie, Katie and Jason. Um, but Mike, who had ballooned up to 600 pounds, he was 600 pounds. He was an overweight kid, which didn't really resonate with his family, I guess, because they were also overweight. But as in his 20, he ballooned up to 600 pounds and, um, he ended up taking it off gradually. He had tried a bunch of dumb diets, pills, powders, that kind of stuff, found it unsuccessful. It only took his money and left no quality results in his wake. So he started walking slowly and um, drinking more water, cutting out soda and alcohol. Um, it's a great episode. I think you should go back. Everyone should listen to Mike's story. It's a real uh, inspirational one. And it's it's one that is profound, but... Um, we, we were talking about how proud his parents are, his mother and his father, and how excited they are about his weight loss and his success because he just ran the bu the Buffalo Marathon a month ago. And I, I was, Rudy and I announced that and we were able to welcome him uh, pretty grandly through his finish line. But I also said, uh, so your parents are really grateful that you're healthy now. And, and he mentions that they were worried he may not have a long life ahead of him. I said, when you were obese when you were 600 pounds, did they say anything to you? And he said, no. And I said, did anybody bring it up to you and share that they were concerned about you? And for the most part, he said no, until his brother, his brother's wife got pregnant. And um, the brother told Mike that unless you lose weight, we are not going to allow you into our child's life. 
you're too much of a risk factor. I guess maybe they didn't either want her to be around his horrible habits or they were worried baby would fall in love with Uncle Mike and quickly lose him because, you know, you don't get to live very long when you're 600 pounds. Um, but interesting, saddening, appalling that up until that point, nobody sat this young man down and said, hey, I'm concerned about you. This is a problem. You know, how come they weren't speaking up when he was, you know, 275 pounds? He's six foot one, uh, 5'10 now. He said he's 5'10. So maybe 250 pounds. How come nobody said something? How come absolutely nobody said anything when he was 300 or 350 or 400 or 500 or 600 pounds? Now, I hope you're out there and you're as repulsed and disgusted as I am. Hi, Dave. Um, did anyone not care about him? And I feel like Mike does have a loving family. But I also look back and I think, what the hell was going on in that clan? How come nobody said anything to him? And I know the exact reason, and I know you are too, is because they were terrified. They were terrified of hurting his feelings. Is that okay? Is that okay? You let someone smoke themselves into oblivion? You wouldn't say anything if you had a family member that was you know, a chimney just choking down cartons of cigarettes every day? Would you not speak up if you had an alcoholic or a junkie in your family? Would you not speak up? I hope you would. I hope you would. I, I feel like I surround myself with really good people and the people watching my show are committed to health and fitness and discipline and doing better and being better. So I imagine if there's someone in your life that you would speak up because um, it would matter to you if they were if they were earning lung cancer with every day. If, if you had someone sitting outside getting sunburns every single day and they showed up in your face and they were hot, red, pink skin, would you say something? Would you say, oh my gosh, that's not okay. That's got to hurt. And it's, it's, you're going to get wrinkles and freckles and possibly cancer. I want you to stop sunbathing. Would you bring it up? Would you say something? And so... I'm, I'm guessing for the majority of you, the answer is yes, you would say something. And so when it comes to your friends and family members that are overweight and you're worried about them, does anyone have a friend or family member that is overweight that they're concerned about? Go ahead and use the comments section if you have the courage to speak out about it. Um, but yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> there's someone you care about. That is not just not just have a little bit of padding, and that's not what, what I'm talking about here. Not everyone needs to be 12% body fat with a really lean waistline. That's not where I'm going. What I'm talking about is people that are overweight, barrel chested. There's a lot of pressure on their heart. They're obviously limited in motion because they can't move very well because they're too big and out of shape. They can't sit in regular chairs without an extender, or they just can't sit in a regular chair. Those are the people I'm talking about. And we all have those people in our lives. And so uh, the conversation right now is how do you help them? You know, uh, weight loss is independent, right? Oh, here we go. We got the running warrior, Sarah. Yeah, she's got someone she cares about who's overweight. Um, thank you for speaking out, Sarah. I know. <laughs> I know you do. I know we all do. I can see the eyes watching this. It'll be interesting to see who pipes up and says, yeah, I care about someone who's overweight. Um, but weight loss obviously is a very 
independent thing. We can't make someone we love lose weight. We also can't make someone we love stop doing cocaine, right? We, it has to be um, driven from within. Nobody is ever successful. Even if I come over to their house, I'm like, this is what you have to do. They have to choose to do those things. Um, but I do think it is a powerful uh, experience when someone you love says, hey, um, I'm, I'm a little concerned, you know, I love you so much and we've been active and, um, you know, I th I've seen a change in you and I'm concerned for your health. Your, your weight has changed. Can we talk about that? Um, I exercise a lot. I would love to guide you on exercise. If you don't know how I would, I would certainly come and go for walks with you, a one block walk. You know, can I help you find a nutritionist to speak to, or can I steer you towards the exact formula for weight loss? Um, I think, I don't think I know that it will be helpful to people. It's interesting how many people, you know, I get the private messages, right? So as the health and fitness expert, people come to me and I hear the stories and I have for decades now. And people feel lost when they're overweight. They feel powerless. They, they feel like they don't know how to make the change, even though the way to make the change is is the thing they learned in kindergarten. Watch what you put in your mouth. Exercise, activity is good for your body. Get quality sleep. Those are the tools for um, fit, fitness. But you know, the snake oil salesmen in my industry have bastardized it to the nth degree. And so it is confusing for some people. I completely understand that. Um, but so many people reach out and say, the reason I finally lost weight is because my primary care physician looked me in the eye and said, you're going to die young. You don't get to live much longer as you are. You're a prime candidate for a heart attack. It's going to come. Put your affairs in order. Um, those are very, very powerful statements from very powerful people. So if you are a medical practitioner, I hope you take that power very seriously. And I hope you are willing to have those frank, bold conversations, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a nurse, I don't care. But some sort of medical license, people will pay attention to you. If you're a chiropractor, a massage therapist, you probably have the, uh, the, the hardcore uh, truth about longevity and obesity. You just traditionally don't get to have a long life if you are obese. Um, and quite often, the people that come to me that have made change, it was, you know, my kids asked why I was, I, and it's funny, I don't even like the word fat. <laughs> fat to me is like the N word. I don't ever call people that, but people refer to themselves that way. And they say, why? You know, my kids asked me why I was so fat. And then I thought, oh, I need to change. Um, so that's, that's, you know, obviously a very hard way to feel it but, or hear it. But the moral of the story is outsiders can spur on change. And um, obesity is not a joke. And it is not. It is one of the leading causes of death in this country. In fact, I believe it's probably the leading cause of death if you attach those heart attacks, that heart disease to obesity, if you attach the deaths for type 2 diabetes to obesity, if you attach many of the cancer cases to obesity. I imagine it is the number one um, killer of Americans and then some, but it's a touchy subject. You know, people don't want to, they don't want to be judged. I think judging is a brilliant thing to do. Every single day, I make a judgment call. Is it safe to cross the street? Should I pet this dog? 
you know, are these people um, willing to put up with my shenanigans? Whatever it is, I make judgments all the time and so do you. So don't worry about this whole judging society. We live in a, a world full of snowflakes. Everyone is a coward. Everyone is terrified of being canceled. And, and to that extent, I think lots of people aren't doing their duty to help other people. You know, you can't be too afraid that your sister, your best friend, your uncle is going to cancel you from their life that you don't use all the resources in your book to help them. Because again, if it were alcoholism or drug abuse or sun abuse or tobacco abuse, you would speak up. Um, at least I'm expecting that you would. The people that I work with, I expect that you would speak up. And so how? How do we speak up? Uh, you, you, you do it gently, of course. You don't call names. Um, this has nothing to do with how sexy somebody looks, right? <laughs> so whether they look hot in a thong or a skimpy bikini or whatever, that's not your business. None of that matters. Um, but your concern lies within their actual health and their functionality. And they probably aren't sleeping very well if they're morbidly or if they're obese and they probably have aches and pains. They wish they hadn't. They, uh, one of my recent weight loss success stories, a young man, late thirties told me, he said, I had all these old man pains and now they're gone. And gosh, I think he's lost 60 pounds now. I don't want to give his name up until he gets it up, um, publicly. Actually he did. It's Antonio. And I think he's down 60 pounds and he claimed old man pains. And now he is playing multiple soccer games in a row because he's lost 60 pounds and he watches what he puts in his mouth and he's strength training and he's doing, you know, cardio on the soccer field and really, really uh, taking good care of himself. So I'm drifting, I'm drifting. But the moral of the story is you got to do something. You got to speak up. If there's someone you love, that is overweight in a way that makes you feel they're going to be suffering life-altering consequences, you reach out and you start with, hey, I care so much about you. We have a, we have a good relationship, right? Can we be honest? And if they say no, we can't be honest and you go, okay, have a good day. We'll talk again another time. But if they know right up front that you do care about them, your intentions are good and and they've given you permission for honesty, then I think your obligation is to say, I'm concerned about your weight. I know this is not a comfortable subject, but you mean a lot to me and uh, it would crush me if something happened to you. So can I help, you know? And at that point, if they say yes, then then you, you, you turn it on, right? You invite them to exercise with you, right? And, and start slow. One of the greatest things Mike had to offer was saying that his initial pros, prog, progress, which was dramatic, came because he just walked outside. He, I think it was like a block. He would walk a block. Maybe he wasn't even walking a block. Um, and then he walked another block and another block. It was very short distances. So if you said, hey, I'm going to come to your house and we're going to walk one block, that's fair, right? We're going to talk about lots of cool gossip and we're going to, um, we're going to walk a block. That's a great invitation. Uh, can I bring you to the gym with me? Can I get you a free guest pass? Can can I share my favorite fitness expert with you? She's got tons of free information. And, and you know, folks, that's really important to me. Um, for the most part, I do not take money from the consumer. You can buy my book, 
Um, but right now there is no other method for regular folks to give me money. I have an entire website full of free content, free advice, um, hundred plus training videos. So people could actually exercise with me. I guide you through the exercise. There's a bazillion recipes, um, you name it, it's there and it's a free resource. Why? Because I don't want you to have any excuses. I don't ever want you to say, well, I can't because I don't know how. And if, if you're someone who says, I don't know how, either you're the most unresourceful person on the planet or you're lying, right? Because there's a lot of resources and I know I'm not the only one giving them. Now, I'm one of the few that is giving honest quality advice, but there's a lot of people providing good exercise um, tutorials and there's magazines and there's free books at the library. And so, you know, there's, if there's a will, there's a way, but I think you should reach out and um, become a part of that. And then here's the other thing that I find interesting is Mike said that, you know, his brother finally did speak out and express concern about his uh, being 600 pounds and having relationship with his daughter. However, um, on the flip side, there's some people that will say, I'm concerned about you. You're losing too much weight. And isn't that ironic? And I have so many people I could refer to. I have a good friend, Nick. He's a police officer. And he, when I met Nick, he was round. He was just round. And he was funny and fun. And um, I love Nick. And in fact, I always call Nick my backup husband. He's... <laughs> Like if well, life doesn't work out, I'm going to marry Nick. He is such a wonderful guy. Um, and then eventually he lost over a hundred pounds. He just decided for himself that he was going to get fit. He had zero support from his family along the way. Nobody cheered him on. Nobody went and worked out with him. Nobody supported his new chiseled arms and his six pack photos that he was sharing. Nobody did. And in fact, when he lost over hundred pounds and became ideal weight. And I can tell you he was lean, but he was still strong and of ideal weight. The guy could have been on the cover of Men's Health Magazine. It was at that point that the people around him said, I'm worried about you. Really? How convenient, because when he was over 300 pounds, nobody said a word. And is that cockamamie? I think that is just incredibly tacky and um, maybe some people just genuinely don't understand fitness, but it's ironic that when this kid was a man was going straight down the street of heart attack, nobody said a word. They lost weight. People are like, I'm so worried about you. Ah, really? You're so worried about me. Now, mind you, I know that not all weight loss is good weight loss. And I was there last year. I was so scrawny. It was awful. It was not cute. It was not fun. It was not healthy. I did not like it. Of course, um, chemo was ripping me apart. So that was what I had to deal with. And as soon as I could put on the weight, I did. But um, quite often, these people going from obese to trim, they're not, they're not in any way overly thin, right? They're not on the verge of anorexia. They're just kind of regular size now. Once they became regular size, people are, I'm so worried. So um, I think that's interesting. And then I have another um, wonderful friend of mine who has lost a ton of weight since we've met and her family told her that she should stop trying because they are fat people and she will never lose weight. She will never be fit. And I just 
you know, that's the type of thing that makes your jaw drop, makes you think, holy cow, did you actually say? Um, but yeah, many families have a culture of obesity. In fact, I think the majority of families we see that are, I don't think, the majority of families we see where they're all overweight, it's not genetic. It's the amount of people that are genetically overweight beyond their means, beyond what their behavior can prevent is infinitesimal. You cannot even see that number. So anyone who's carrying around extra weight, they did that, you know, and, and, and perhaps it's medical steroids. I know there's anomalies and some of you will be like, I am on steroids for this. I get it. You're, you're the stranger, a strange one. But for the most part, whatever you are right now, you did that. You chose that for yourself. And so Hopefully you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I'm so proud of me. Look what I did. I feel great. I feel strong. I've been putting in the effort and it's paying off. But if you haven't been putting in the effort, whether it's in the kitchen or at a restaurant or exercising, you did that, right? So if there's some extra weight around your waistline or your hips or you're immobile, you're tight, weak because you don't stretch, you did that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's cultural. When we see obese families, it's families who have the same traditions. They keep passing down the same bad eating habits. They keep passing down the same lack of exercise. Um, they're not the family that's like, let's go join a bunch of sports teams. Let's do a 5K. You know, let's play some football on Thanksgiving Day. That's not their culture. Uh, so so yeah, having ownership. And the knowledge that you did this is probably one of the most empowering things in the world because knowing that you did this means that you also have the ability to undo this, right? If you think, well, oh, we're just overweight people, um, then you're pointing the finger, you're providing ownership at the universe. Sorry, it's genetic. I'm just genetically obese. No, you're not genetically obese. You are culturally obese. Your family taught you how to eat horrifically. They, they served you fried foods and uh, sugary foods and, get, and, and gave you excess without boundaries and without nutrition. And so that's what causes obesity. And so those things can be changed. And I think that's so exciting. I think that's so very exciting. When I was in high school, um, I was 40 something pounds heavier than I am now. And I wanted to be trimmer. Um, I got Jade here. Hi, Jade. Uh, I wanted to be trimmer, but I, I did a bunch of dumb stuff. Like in my book, I was like, I'm just going to eat a few less Cheetos. Uh, but I was already teaching fitness. I exercised vigorously. I was an athlete, played all sorts of sports, but just a terrible eating habits. And I didn't figure that out. And so I made some half-cocked efforts that didn't work. And then someone told me that our bodies have happy weights. There's a there's a, a body size your body likes to be. There's a weight your body likes to have. And basically nothing you do can counteract that. And if that isn't the largest crack of horse doing I have ever heard, it's terrible. And I believed it because I was young and I was ignorant. I didn't know what I know. And sometimes until you know what you know, you don't know. And so I'm here to tell you, you are 100% responsible for your body. Now, mind you, we can't make you taller or shorter. I can't do that for you. We can't press your bones. But the great news is your bones are also not likely responsible for your weight. If you look at that, you know, there's this very famous image that goes around as like the skeleton of someone lean like me. And then the same, same exact skeleton in someone who's 
very obese, your bones are not likely responsible for a spare tire. Got it? So you have control. This is the good news. Your body does not have a happy weight. If you change your eating pattern, if you change the amount of calories you consume, if you change the way you move your body and exercise, your body will respond. And that is the most exciting news ever for someone who is not pleased with the, with the place they're in. Um, yes, Katie, I know you have heard that line. In fact, I might have been referencing you. Um, <laughs> I might have been referencing you, Katie. Way to pay attention. Um, so yeah, so, so this is the great news is if, if you're struggling with your own way, know now that you can change it. And so, um, yeah, you're responsible for where you are now. You did that. And if you have goals that are different, if you want to change your body, you have the capability to do that. And that is very exciting news. Now, let's take that information and let's share it with our loved one who struggling with their weight and uh, making you upset, right? So you go to them gently. You offer up the opportunity to share friendship, honesty, and then you plead your case. And then you share the good news that, hey, this is, this is your family might have taught you to eat this way, but you can unlearn that. You can do something different. We can all do something different. I mean, there's, there's a lot of families who choose to be in debt. We all are, we all file bankrupt uh, for bankruptcy. We all, you know, nobody owns a house. Everybody's in debt. Okay, well, you can be the one guy who doesn't. You can be the one person in your family who doesn't spend more than they earn. You could be the one person to save. You could be the one person to take away on a mortgage and pay it off at a young age and not have credit card debt. You can be that person. Just because those other people do those things does not mean you have to do those things. And so having control, knowing that you um, have tremendous power over your own life, your own body, your own success, I think is thrilling news. Uh, it took me a while to learn it. I mean, there's, there's, there's certain tenants that I grew up with. And then once I left the home, and I went to college and I started seeing the world. I started discovering that, yeah, I didn't have to do exactly what I was raised to do. I could, I could veer off on a different and better path. And I have chosen that. And so uh, life's all about choices. Um, I hope that some of you have stayed tuned in because there's someone in your life that you're considering having that conversation with. Uh, I, I, I hope you have it. I hope you have it. I don't think it's going to go awry. Now, mind you, that person potentially may be a little cranky with you up front. But I feel like in the long run, they are going to uh, consider your words and perhaps come back and say, yeah, I could use a little help. Um, I agree. Nobody likes being overweight. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes being obese. And I, I, I'm blanket statementing. <laughs> Perhaps there's one person out there that's like, I prefer to be 600 pounds. Uh, I just don't think that's the case. And, you know, for so many of um, the wonderful people that I've counseled through weight loss, they all say the same darn things is that when they were overweight, they were very insecure. Uh, they avoided social situations. They were fearful of what people were thinking of them. Um, they hid their discomfort with themselves through humor. They felt like they had to be the funny person in the group. And slowly but surely, as they got involved with the YMCA or a health club or a 5K or however, whatever modality they use um, to get fit, they started gaining confidence. 
and they've blossomed with their not only physically but socially, professionally, everything. You know, you're just peeling off those layers of of grief and anxiety and um, insecurities. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate that our appearance is such a factor in the way we live, but you know, it is, it is what it is, but we can control things. You know, my pure intention is for help. Again, you can look how everyone in a bikini or in jeans or in a dress that is totally up to you. It's none of my business. Um, but I do consider your health, my business. It is my business. This is my business. I help you live better and longer. And, um, I hope you can help me reach those people in your life who need it. And uh, you can just send them to me. You send them to me. They're all, I'm on social media, right? Look, I'm learning how to do this. It's all cockeyed. So you can send them me up here. You can send them to me down there. And I promise to be very sweet and um, supportive and help your person um, live better and longer. So does anyone have any questions before I go? Because I'm about to uh, head out. Oh, and speaking of heading out. Uh, I leave for Canton, Ohio tomorrow. I am very excited. I will be announcing the USATF Women's 6K Championship. And the women on this list, I just got a spreadsheet. Holy mackerel, the fastest, her her estimated pace is four minutes, 51 seconds per mile. The slowest of the speedsters, her uh, estimated pace is five minutes and 15 seconds, which is insanity uh that's she, these women run the mile twice as fast as i do which is awesome and then we'll also have a thousand average regular jills and janes that are just coming out to do their best and uh, have a great day be fit super excited about that look we got sean matlock thank you so much sean is a beast he has he's coming to follow me he's going to be in Fargo, which I'm super excited about. I think he's doing the half marathon and 5K. I'm announcing Fargo Marathon. You can join in too. We got a 5K, 10K, half, full. I think there's a relay. I could be wrong. Um, and more importantly, me and my free hugs at Fargo. Use discount code FITSNESS to save on that. And he's also coming somewhere else with me. Oh, Savannah. That's right. Savannah Women's Half in October, which I'm thrilled with Martha Oss. They'll be at both. Um, but yeah, so lots of exciting things coming up, folks. I am working hard. Uh, I don't remember back when you were on a youth sports team or you had the PE coach and that coach would say, go run a mile or go do this. And you always thought, slacker, you do it. Show me how. And so I want to, I, I don't want to be, I am that person. You know, I walk the walk. I'm out there struggling and suffering like you are trying to do better and be better and uh, yeah, I'm in it with you. And I think that's one of the greatest things about us is that we're the same, right? We're the same. I'm the bossy, noisy one on fitness. But other than that, we're the same. And we, we can do hard things. This is what I've been told. We can do hard things. So if you haven't already done so, follow me <laughs> at fitness on Instagram, YouTube, and reach out. Reach out. Tell me how your conversations went. I love you guys. Have a wonderful week and get to work. Bye team.